Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, December 15th, 5.38 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures down one at 6.49 and a half. January soybeans up one at 14.83 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up two and three quarters at 7.52. March Kansas City wheat up one and a half at 8.51 and three quarters. March spring wheat up two and a quarter at 9.19 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews, very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, drop me a comment. All that stuff helps YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. Uh, Yesterday, I did a mailbag video. And as part of this mailbag video, um, I've got some new faces here. I've got some new content contributors that are going to be helping me out with the premium content and also with the YouTube and podcast content. If you're a premium subscriber, you already know who they are and you're already kind of in the know. The rest of you guys will find out tomorrow morning. Uh, These guys are going to join me on YouTube uh, to kind of kick this thing off. But the mailbag videos, guys, uh, this is where I, we uh, address um, a number of questions that come in from subscribers. These are like real world grain marketing type questions, and we try to answer, uh, discuss all of that stuff. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other feed, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. The United Nations is confident that a deal to increase Russian fertilizer exports is very much possible. One senior UN official said this, I am cautiously optimistic that we can have important progress soon. Reuters reporting this morning that Russian and Ukrainian officials have previously discussed allowing Russia to resume ammonia exports in exchange for a prisoner swap. There's a pipeline that moves ammonia from Russia to Ukraine's Black Sea port of Odessa. It was shut down when Russia invaded Ukraine in late February. George Elisiv, he's an analyst at S&P Global, said this in regard to the pipeline. I think it will not restart or may restart for some days and then switch off again. But the pipeline needs electricity too. It has compressors and other equipment. It must be guaranteed for safe work. It's hard to imagine that the Ukrainians will sit in cold homes without light but provide electricity to the Russian pipeline. So you got two different versions of this story. The UN says that some sort of deal is possible. Uh, Analysts think uh, maybe this is going to be a little bit more difficult. Prior to the invasion... Russia had accounted for 25% of the global ammonia market, and that has uh, percentage share has shrinked since. Um, so this could be, I mean, if the UN's right and they can get this moving, this could be a good thing for you guys in regard to fertilizer prices. Uh, if not, maybe more of the same. Both the United States and Russia have mentioned the use of more advanced weapons this week. I haven't talked a whole lot about the Black Sea situation just because there hasn't been a whole lot of news, not a whole lot of uh, bullish news in particular. If anything, it's like things are going the right way. They're shipping grain out of Ukraine, shipping grain out of Russia. But the Biden administration is reportedly finalizing plans 
to send the Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine. Ukrainian leadership has been asking uh, for this system for months. Uh, it would essentially the Patriot system. It would be highly effective at intercepting Russian missiles before they're able to hit Ukrainian infrastructure or cities. So this is pretty advanced weaponry. In a uh, separate story, one Russian commander said this week that nuclear weapons may be Russia's only option to win the war. Now, to this point, the grain markets, the wheat market, every other market, they don't really view this as being bullish or friendly. But is another escalation possible? I mean, I think it is. You can't rule it out. U.S. ethanol production declined last week. Weekly output of 1.061 million barrels per day. That was off 1.5 percentage points on the week, down 2.4% versus the same week last year. Pretty normal seasonal print. Ethanol stocks were up 5%, 24.4 million barrels. That is the uh, highest level seasonally of ethanol stocks on record. Ethanol stocks are up a whopping 17% versus the same period last year. Gasoline demand is soft on average over the last four weeks. Implied U.S. gasoline demand is running 9% below the same period last year. Uh, if you look at a gasoline demand chart, a seasonal chart, uh, you're actually running closer to like 2020 levels, which was, you know, COVID. It's, it's, it's much closer to that than it is to like last year or 2019 uh, when it comes to U.S. gasoline demand. We've got a crush report today. Uh, NOPA, the National Oil Seed Processors Association, will release its monthly crush report this morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. Ahead of the report, traders estimate that NOPA members crushed 181.5 million bushels of soybeans in November. Uh, that would be a record uh, crush number for the month of November if confirmed. It would be up about a percentage point versus the same month last year. Soybean oil stocks expected to be down 11.6% versus the same month last year. So this report will be out at 11 a.m. Central Time uh, this morning. Precipitation totals, rain or snow, depending on where you're at, over the uh, Corn Belt and a lot of the country were pretty substantial here over the last 72 hours. This is the last 72 hours on my map. You got this band here that runs from uh, part of Minnesota through Wisconsin, through Illinois, through southern Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Mississippi. They caught, um, you know, uh, rain or uh, snow equivalent, like, you know, two inches locally uh, of rain, uh, more than that in some of these far southern areas. And then a lot of your peripheral areas, your uh, Minnesota, Iowa, uh, Missouri, uh, parts of Arkansas, Oklahoma, parts of Kansas, parts of Nebraska, parts of the Dakotas caught, you know, an inch of rain or uh, snow equivalent. So this is all good stuff. I mean, precipitation is absolutely welcome. Drought has been expanding uh, for a long time. Um, the, the radar this morning, you basically got this big system kind of moving out uh, toward the east coast here. Maybe still some snow over uh, parts of Minnesota, parts of Wisconsin, maybe a little bit of South Dakota and Iowa. We've got a big cold front moving in. Uh, the map I've got on my screen here is uh, the GFS, and it's it's uh, temperatures versus normal. What's expected on December 23rd, uh, which is, I think, a week from Friday. They're talking 50 degrees below normal in uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, and then like 20 to 30 degrees below normal across almost the entire Corn Belt. And this is a uh, cold front that's going to last for a while. So uh, be prepared for some uh, drastically cooler temperatures rolling in here the next several days. The Fed raised rates by 50 basis points yesterday as expected. So your new effective Fed fund rate of 4.375% is the highest since December of 2007. So this, of course, will be the last rate hike of the year. The Fed increased its borrowing rate by a whopping four and a quarter percentage points uh, during the 2022 calendar year. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said this yesterday. 
Over the course of the year, we have taken forceful actions to tighten the stance of monetary policy. We have covered a lot of ground, and the full effects of our rapid tightening are so far yet to be felt. Even so, we have more work to do. Uh, this is a snippet from the Fed's statement. The committee anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. So they're looking for this 2% inflation target. We're still, you know, 6-7%, depending on which number you look at. New economic forecasts from the Fed now indicate that uh, most of the members anticipate that benchmark rate to peak near 5.1% next year, which is higher than the 4.6% peak that they expected in September. So uh, as of right now, the Fed members expect rates to peak, the Fed fund rate to peak at 5.1%, and then they see the rates declining back to about 4% sometime in 2024. Uh, stock market finished yesterday's session mixed. We've got an export sales this uh, report this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Corn sales expected 600 to 900. Soybean sales expected 1.5 million up to 2 million. Wheat sales should be poor again, 150,000 to 350 expected. Cattle market was mixed yes, mixed to lower yesterday mostly. Um, cash cattle still un unestablished uh, this week. U.S. dollars higher. The S&P is down 40 points. The Dow down 240. Bonds are up a little bit. Gold's down 29 bucks. Crude oil is up two cents, uh, almost flat, 77.30 last in the January WTI. Have a great day today, guys. I will talk to you on Friday.